Hey guys, just a reminder that we're three days into our Fools in Love Couch to 5K. It's a online accountability group where we are going from zero miles to 3.1 miles in seven weeks. If you want to learn more, head to foolsinlovepodcast.com slash 5K, but here's the basics. It's $29.95. It is running for seven weeks, and each week you're going to get a weekly live check-in, the running plan, a lesson, and journaling prompts. We are all in. We hope to see you there. Come on, guys. 30 bucks. You're going to spend 30 bucks on dinner this week. You can do it. Seven weeks with us for $30. Man, that's a bargain. Head on over to the website, foolsinlovepodcast.com backslash 5K, and we can't wait to see you all over there. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Man, another episode and 2020 is here. Can you even believe it? No, we've been talking about this 2020 vision. It seemed like it, the ball was just rolling and rolling and 2020 was going to be here. But now it's here. I mean, a new year. I know. It's so funny. We always joke that once Halloween hits, you basically close your eyes and it's the new year every single year. Yeah, that's always our ongoing joke in our house. It's like, well, it's Halloween, so I'll see you next year. And that's always the way it seems. It's just like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, and here we are. And I don't know about you, but like I've just felt a little weird about it. Like it just I know every year it kind of falls the same way where you know, you like you you work a little bit, then you have Christmas, then you work a little bit, then you have New Year's, and then like you're just I guess into the next year. But like for some reason this year it just seems really strange to me. Like I can't ever seem to like plant my feet even though I've planned and we made a lot of plans on what we're going to do in the first quarter of 2020. Like I feel like I'm just kind of floating. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. I feel the same. I probably feel a little bit less like that because I appeared at work a tiny bit more than you just because I wasn't on my deathbed with the flu, but I understand what you're saying completely. Yeah, that could totally be it. For those of you who don't know, I've been suffering with the flu. Our house, it's been three weeks now where we've been having this stuff going around. And it really did kind of put a put a hitch in, in what we were doing. But hey, we're back at it. And I hope I hope as we talk about the new year that you're sitting there and you've planned out a lot of goals, that you've come up with a lot of hopes and dreams and visions for 2020, because that's our hope for you. We hope that even if even if you're sitting there going, oh, Brandon, no, it's the new year. I didn't even realize. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I know you realize. But say you didn't really plan anything and say you didn't really think about it and and maybe it got to New Year's Eve and you heard of what other people are doing or maybe in this first week of time, you've heard about visions people had and dreams people had and you realize you didn't do it. I'm here to tell you it's never too late. So, Maybe you didn't have the plan planned out perfectly, but the opportunity is always there. And I hope with this new year, you just have those new ideas flowing because I know for us, those those ideas are flowing, the opportunities are there, and they seem endless. 
and you're going to want to go out there and you're going to want to attack the world. And I know me and Megan have so many things that we're going to planning to do and planning to bring to you that we're so excited about. But you want to know the worst thing you can do at this time of year, and it's something that we naturally always fall into? Tell me. Give it to me. Comparing yourself to others. Oh, yeah. It seems like no matter what we do, we always want to compare ourselves to others. It's like this measuring stick for pretty much everything we'll do. I mean, right now as we sit here... We have a lot of people that we admire and we look up to, and we naturally kind of want to see where we line up with them, and that's fine. But where the where the problem is, is when you start to feel like, I'm not like them, and that means I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's so true. And I know for years I got stuck into this pattern, and it doesn't have to be the new year. It's, it's really in the social media age, you're always looking at other people, and you always want to see like the likes and the comments, and you want to like be able to interact with your community, but you want to always be at the level that someone else is at. And that's great, but you got to understand that you're you, you're you. So you're trying to be something that you're not just by the nature of what we're saying. And so you got to be careful. I, I think of a story as I talk that our daughter at the end of the year, she has this, our daughter's five years old. She has this at her school, uh, what's called the kinder buddy. So she's in kindergarten and she has a fourth grade buddy that they get to hang out with from time to time. It's a really cool program, but it's really just being able to hang out with like a more mature kid, kind of see what they're about, what their grades about and everything else. So as part of this, they did a gift exchange. And so they got together and they had to give a dollar gift, which I think was a little insane because I'm going to tell you right now, nobody got a dollar gift. That wasn't what we did. That wasn't what anyone did. And, and and if I'm being honest, I was feeling a little bit bad because I felt like we did well over a dollar gift. We probably spent 10 to $15 on this gift. And so our daughter was all excited to give it to her kinder buddy. And so they get to the day where they're going to have the party. This is Christmas, by the way. So they get to the day where they're going to have this Christmas party and our daughter's all excited about getting to give her kinder buddy her present and what she could possibly get from her kinder buddy. So long story short, she gets her gift and she gets a stuffed kangaroo. Now, her favorite animal is a kangaroo. That's neither here nor there, but it's her favorite animal. And so her kinder buddy didn't know that. It was just happenstance that she could get her favorite thing in a stuffed animal form, which for a five-year-old is about the greatest thing you could possibly get. And it happens to be her favorite animal of all time. She's loving this thing. She gets it. I can just picture, I wasn't there, but I can just picture in her eyes how excited she was to give her kinder buddy her present. And then she opens up the present and it's this kangaroo. And she's feeling really great about this. I promise I'm going to get to the point soon. She's feeling really great about getting this gift. She's all excited. But then you know what she does? She looks at the person next to her. Yep. She starts to look around. She looks to the left. She looks to the right. And can you believe it? Her friend to the right got a brand new Build-A-Bear. Oh, snap. So all of a sudden, that kangaroo that she felt really good about, it didn't feel so good. She felt like it didn't measure up. She felt like... Why didn't she get a Build-A-Bear? Because her friend got a Build-A-Bear, so why didn't she get to get that? And just by that short moment of just looking to the left and looking to the right, 
She felt deflated. But don't we all do this with everything? Especially in the new year, you're going to get out there and you're going to start to see. You're going to look at all the things and you're going to say, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to conquer the world. And then you're going to look to the left and then you're going to look to the right and you're not going to measure up. Or at least you're going to feel like you don't measure up. And I'm going to tell you, don't do it. Now, to be perfectly honest, we absolutely use that as a teaching moment that we explained, hey, it's great for your friend. You should be happy for your friend that got the Build-A-Bear. However, there is nothing wrong with what you got. You love what you got. You love kangaroos. We are going to be thankful and grateful for the present that we did get. And we used it as just a teachable moment in her life that, yeah, sometimes it's going to Sometimes you are going to look over and see somebody that maybe you're a little bit jealous of, but you're going to have to get through that and realize the many blessings that you already have right there in front of you. Right. And it, and it's, again, it's the new year. So we're trying to change. We want to bring new and exciting things. And those new and exciting things bring new and exciting results. But the problem is we are afraid often to play small. We're afraid Because we're looking, at least for us, I'm going to speak for my own personal self. I look at all the people I admire. I look at everyone out there who's doing amazing things in this world. And I think, yeah, I can do that. And I can do that in a day. I can do that in a week. I can do that in a month. The problem is you often avoid the fact of thinking that, hey, these people have been doing this for 10 plus years. And that's how they're where they want to be. But we... Don't look at our small thing. We look at our kangaroo. We look at our small little win and we automatically discount it. Don't we all do that? It's like we talk to people all the time and we love to do our fitness. If you follow us at all, you know that we love to run. We know that people have a unique relationship with fitness. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are in between. Some people are proud proud of the fact that they don't do it. Some people are proud of the fact that they do it and they do it at this high level. I don't know where you're coming at with it. But when you look at people's fitness, they go out and they're like, well, I feel pretty accomplished, but I've only accomplished this. Only. They use those limiting terms. Like I only made it a quarter of a mile. I only did this many push-ups or sit-ups and you and you you limit it in the thought of what you're saying and it's like but you're just starting right you're out there doing something right and the only reason you're using that word only is because you're looking at who's next to you if you were sitting next to somebody who had never run a second in their life you wouldn't have used the word only right i mean you would have said guess what i ran a quarter of a mile today and it was awesome the reason we use those only in those small words is because we're afraid We're just afraid that somebody else will see what we're doing and think it's not good enough. And therefore, we try to put that on ourselves. Like, hey, we know this isn't very good. It's just where we're at right now. But we don't have to do that. We can totally, totally speak up for ourselves and act like we're the jam because we are, man. Yeah. I mean, you're out there. You're changing. You're doing things. Man, be proud of that. Because like Meg said, you're you're going, and, and right now we're talking a little bit on social media, and when you're posting something, if you are going on and posting something, that means you thought about it. That means you were proud enough of it to put it out there. But then just like Meg said, you're proud, 
But then you don't want the person next to you to say, well, that's not really that great. Or you're, you're, you're projecting and saying that that's what they're going to say already. And so you're like, well, I do feel proud of this. So I do want to share it. And I do want to talk about it with people because I want people to know that I'm doing it because maybe I could encourage someone else. But I also want to you know, limit it down and say I only could do this because then the people who might judge me for it, they won't judge me as hard because they'll understand that I understand that it's not that great. Mm, absolutely. Let's just stick to social media for one second because I just want to point out, and I know we all know this, but it's a good reminder, I think, especially in the form of compare, and especially when we're talking about comparison, that so much of what we see on social media just isn't real. So be super careful when you're comparing your normal, mundane, everyday life to the highlight reel that you're seeing on Instagram and Facebook. It's just not real. Yes, there are real elements to it. Yes, there are things we're celebrating. There are victories all over that are real, that are amazing. There are things certainly to be proud of. But also we have to remember that when we're sitting there with our you know, ponytails and sweatpants, looking at the people in the exotic locations, that that's their highlight. That is not their everyday life. That is their highlight and we are just comparing that to the fact that we're sitting at home eating cereal for dinner. Right. I mean, you're looking at the curated best version of someone and you're comparing it to your average life. And most of the time with comparison, we're looking at something that we might already be insecure about too. Like maybe we couldn't afford to go on the vacation. So then like your highlights, like that's just the way your brain works. Like if you can't do something or if you're focusing on it internally, then all of a sudden you see a million people going on vacation. Or like if you're without a job, you might look around and see all these people doing great at their job and think every person in the world has a job and I don't. Like every single person is doing exactly what they're meant to do and I don't have it figured out. But that's not reality. Do me a favor right now or maybe better yet, after this, after you listen to this podcast, go head over to our feed and just look at it. Just go look at Instagram. Go look at our, whatever you call it, the the grid. Thank you, Megan. Go look at the grid. Now, I, me and Megan have two young kids. We have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. We have a lot of stuff going on. We have a million different projects. When you go look at that feed, what do you see? You see happiness. You see smiling kids. You know what you don't see? You don't see one of us yelling at our kids. You don't see our kids throwing a tantrum in the middle of Target. You don't see a picture of that because we highlight the best version of ourselves. We're not going to go put that out to the world. So understand that when you're looking at the lens, that that's what people are putting out. They're putting out the best possible version. So you can't ever compare yourself with the best possible per- version of something from someone Because you'll never add up to that. Never. Absolutely. You know, comparison is truly a lose-lose game. It's like you're either going to feel bad about yourself because you're not where they are, or you feel prideful and get big-headed because you're so much further ahead than someone else. Now, my guess is that that's not the real problem. My guess is that you're usually feeling bad about yourself because you're not where someone else is. But either way, it's just not a fun feeling. When you compare, nobody wins. And I think the biggest problem with comparison is just that it robs you of joy. It robs you of your happiness. Suddenly, what you thought you were content with, suddenly the marriage that you loved that was great enough, that was amazing enough, pales in comparison to somebody else's, what you perceive somebody else's marriage to be or whatever the thing is. 
The point is, when you're comparing, you're just taking the good things in your life and making them not good anymore. You have so much to be thankful for and you're just letting comparison take that joy and that that happiness from you. Preach it, sister. Okay, so now that we've talked about comparison, we've talked about setting those goals and then kind of knocking yourself down. You got to ask the question then, what can we do instead? Well, we're here to tell you. You can start by focusing on yourself. You need to focus on your accomplishments. Look at what you're doing and how you can improve. Because we said it a little bit earlier, but you have to understand that there's only one you. We're all made uniquely. We're all made with our own gifts. And I don't know why we sit there and think we should be just like everyone else. I'm guilty of it too. So like this comes from non-judgmental place, but why do we feel like we need to fall in line with where everyone else is? No one is Brandon. No one is Megan. No one is you out there. You're uniquely built the way that you are with your gifts in the place that you are for a reason. Then if you take that and turn around and say, well, I just want to be exactly like this person. You're not living your own life. You're not living the life that's intended for you. Mm. All right, then. Preach it, brother. So here's the thing, guys. You have to become aware. You have to know that comparison can happen so easily. It's like one of the easiest things for me to get sucked into, actually. You know, oh, gosh, I just went to a play date with one of my daughter's friends and their house is better than mine. Um, somebody else drives a better car than we do. I don't, it doesn't even matter what it is, but it's just such a part of our daily lives. And we have to recognize it when we're doing it so that we can hopefully learn to stop it before we go down a path we don't want to be on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, once you understand that you're starting to compare, you need to, like Meg said, recognize that you're doing it, one. And then you need to turn away from that. You need to move away from that behavior and stop it before it becomes a bigger issue because it really all comes down to, and and my belief is it all circles around appreciating what you actually have. So when you're looking at yourself and you're looking at someone else and you get the feeling or the need to compare, you need to acknowledge those feelings and also acknowledge what you have. You need to appreciate what you have. You need to be grateful for what you already have because there's so many opportunities that we all individually have that we kind of get stuck in. A lot of times we live life with like some kind of blinder where like we can't actually see like what we have because it's just the norm. You know, it's just, it's just what we're used to living with. And so when we look around and compare to other people, we see what they have. And if it's not something that we have, then we feel that envious nature. But if you, Start to focus on what you do have and live with some gratitude and think about what you could be grateful for. It's really easy to kind of move past this feeling and this need to compare to someone else because you really start to focus in on what really matters. Absolutely. And I don't think that appreciating or any of these things really stop us from ever doing it. I think we're always going to compare. But what focusing on appreciation does is it stops you from going further. It stops you and says, hey, you know, you you did think, man, I wish I had what she had, or man, I wish I had his job, or whatever the thing is. But 
You didn't keep going down that path. You didn't go to self-pity. You didn't keep going because you realized, hey, it's true that I don't have his job, but you know what I do have? And you think about those things. Yeah, I'm going to give you a little tidbit, and it's something that that has changed the way I look at things. It's changed the way of how I do things, and it's really taken away, like Meg said, I never would say that I don't compare or that I'm not guilty of this. That's the whole reason we're doing this episode because we know how easy it is to fall into those traps. But it's to focus on the journey above all things. You need to focus on your journey. So what are you about? Have you set some new goals this year? Are you trying to learn a new skill set? Maybe you're starting a business. What are you doing? Not what anyone else is doing. Because we can easily fall into, and this is a whole other episode, on what other people will think. And so then we don't make a decision based on what other people will think. But it's so easy to do that. But if you're focusing on yourself and you're focusing on your goals and you're keeping your eye on the prize, then it makes all the difference. Because then you realize that life actually isn't a competition. It's the journey. You're not competing against anyone else. You're like, you end up competing against yourself and your own subconscious thoughts when really if you focus on your own journey and what you need to do and focus on improving every day, it makes all the difference in the world. It sure does. You know, we're all on a mission to find something, to discover a passion, to live out our mission, right? So if I need to learn what my mission is, what others are doing shouldn't really matter at all, right? That's right. Because really, if you think about it, if you always want what others have, then guess what? You're never going to have enough. I'm going to say that again. If you always want what others have, you will never have enough. There is always going to be someone who's further along than you, who has more money than you, who built their business bigger than yours, who has more followers or likes on social media. There will always be someone who has more than you. So if you focus on that, you're going to drive yourself out of your mind. So you have to focus on what you have and what you need and the goals that you have without looking at anyone else. Keep your eyes on your own paper, guys. Come on. (laughs) No, but really, we just want you to understand and reflect on the fact that you already have everything you need. It sounds so cliche, but if you have food in your stomach and a roof over your head, you already have so much more than most of the world's population. And you know what else you have? You have the ability within you to do what you need and what you want to do. You seriously do. If you have the drive, if you have the purpose, if you feel a stirring in your heart to do something, what you need is already right there. Yeah, you might not know how exactly to do it, but you have what you need because you have you. You have resources. You have other people to support you. And most importantly, you have your drive. Oh, I love that. That is powerful stuff because I think it's very easy to fall into the marketing that we all get you know, 24-7 throughout the day. And marketing will tell you that you always need more. You always should be getting more. And don't get me wrong. I I would never say that you shouldn't strive for more because I'm a firm believer that you should be striving for more. But don't buy the lie either that you always need more. 
Because if you always need more, then no matter what you accomplish, you're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel empty. You're going to feel like you never measure up. And frankly, you're probably going to feel pretty exhausted. And really, it goes back to that idea of if you always want more, again, I, I want to preface it. Like, I, I don't ever want to say don't strive for more, but like also appreciate the wins that you have. If you're changing things in 2020, if you're changing things to start this year, those things have probably been a problem for you. So learn to appreciate the small wins, the small victories. Understand that you are changing something that habitually you might have been doing for a very long time and know that there might be some struggles with that, but know also that you're doing it and you're making a difference. I love that. I think to really wrap up this episode, the final thing that we want to talk about here is just that if you are living in your purpose, if you are doing what you're meant to be doing, then you can ease more easily, more easily keep your eyes on what you're doing. If you're serving others, it's easier to continue to serve others rather than focusing on what the other people are doing to serve others because your time, your efforts, your energy is going to be focused on the fact that you're trying to serve others and do this certain thing. Amen to that. And I just wanted to wrap it up here by saying this. You're going to try. You're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to say, yeah, I really don't want to compare. I really wish I could stop. And you're going to try. And if you come to a place where you say, I'm not going to compare, but then you find that you just can't do it, that you're just going to compare no matter what you do. You know what you do? You compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And you constantly strive to be a better person than you were yesterday. So nobody else, no looking around, No looking at the paper, as Meg said. Look at you. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at where you were a year ago. Look at where you were two years ago. Look at where you were even a week ago to now. If you're changing some new things, you've had about a week of time to do that. And understand that you should only be comparing to yourself. Use yourself as the measuring stick. Use your past self as Hey, that's not where I wanted to go, but this is where I want to go and this is who I want to be. And if you focus on you, then you, man, can you appreciate those small wins? Man, can you appreciate how far that you've come? Because I'm going to tell you from me and Megan, we had a conversation recently that you look at where we were a year ago to now. You look at where we were six months ago to now. And the things that we're doing, I would never even have imagined that we would be doing them. And it makes me feel proud. It makes me feel all the right feelings because I know like what we've accomplished and what we're planning to accomplish in the future. And I'm looking at us. I'm not looking at anyone else. I'm not looking out amongst the world and seeing where everyone else is. And yeah, sometimes I fail at doing that, but I always go back to my mission, my dream, where I want to be for my life. And it makes all the difference. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.